get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. That's Danny Mac. I'm Randy Carricker, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joining us from Kansas City, where the Cards will play the Royals tonight, is the Cardinal pitching coach, Mike Maddox. Mike, always good to have you with us. Thanks for your time this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, thanks for having me on. Well, I, I want to start with this because we're all curious. What are you expecting out of Jack Flaherty tonight? Man, I'm, I'm expecting a guy to go out there and compete his tail off like he always does. Um, I think he's going to be just Jack, the same Jack we've seen mentally. He's going to go out there over-prepared or, you know, hype uber-prepared to go out there. And um, he's going to compete, and he's going to give us – he's going to go out there and go as long as we let him go, really. You know, and then he's going to lobby to stay in and stuff like that. So we're already (laughs) – we already know that's going to happen, but uh, we're going to have to honor some type of pitch count, and um, I hope that uh, everything goes smoothly for him. But we're looking at a healthy, strong young man that's overly motivated and has missed the competition for quite some time. Hey, Mad Dog, it's Danny Mack. Uh, great to hear your voice. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, I got to ask you about Wayno. What, what, from your perspective, you you pitched a number of years. You've been around the game forever. You've been a pitching coach. Um, how do you describe what you're seeing with Adam Wainwright? It's just been incredible to see what he's doing. He's been so much fun to watch. I mean, this guy was, you know, he, he's had a, uh, it's like he, you know, found the fountain of youth somewhere, you know, uh, father time is no longer, uh, on his shoulder. He, he seems to defy all odds and he's going out there pitching like a spring chicken, man. Um, Goes, uh, you know, he knows how to pitch. He commands the fastball. He changes speeds. He's got Uncle Charlie in his back pocket. Got the nice cutter, and he uses his changeup now. And he's got the four pitch mix, and he's absolutely on fire, just leading the team. And he's leading from the front. That's what I like about it. And I think as he's getting, you know, older in years, and um, thinking about. Uh, you know, what lies ahead for him. He, you know, I think he's enjoying it more now than ever because uh, I think he's mature enough and old enough to appreciate what he's done in the past, but he's even more uh, happy about what, what he's doing right now. And he's just having a, a lot of fun doing it. And it, it really shows, and the guys are really loose playing behind him because Wayno's out there having a lot of fun while he's competing, man. So uh, he's been a blessing to us and a blessing to the game. The Cardinal pitching coach, Mike Maddox, with us on 101 ESPN. Mike, as he got into the 7th, 8th, ninth innings the other night, were you thinking he might wind up with a Maddox here? Well, I'll tell you what. He, you know, we're sitting there, uh, you know, between the, or during the game, you know, just logging his pitches and everything, and his highest pitch count inning was 13. Wow. And I'm looking at, you know, he's got, you know, 10 after one, and then he's got 19 after two, and then it's 32 after three, and, like, damn, this we're not using a whole lot of energy here, but 
course, we knew the team we were facing was, uh, you know, very free swinging. And, you know, we talked about that. But, uh, you know, to see them just sit there and put it in play, put it in play, and watch Harrison Bader run around and catch mm-hmm. everything, what a clinic that was defensively. But um, that whole game just personified, hey, if I command the fastball, change speeds, use my defense, good things are going to happen. And you just saw that stuff line up. And that was amazing just to – get all the quick outs and see the great plays behind him because guys were on cue, man. They were ready. You know, you pound the zone. Everybody's on the balls of their feet. They're ready to make plays, and that showed up. Mad Dog, when you got to St. Louis, you had heard all about this kid, Alex Reyes, and you've seen the ups and downs with Alex to get to this point. Um, just from your perspective, and you've built a really good relationship with him, he now has 27 saves, one blown save. He's an all-star um, just, you know, how cool is that to see the young man, it all comes together and, and to see him finally healthy and having success. You know, it's been a breath of fresh air, Dano, because, uh, when, you know, four years ago, Alex was, uh, recovering from, a Tommy John and then he came back from that and hurt his lat. And then it was, a a hand injury. So here was a guy, everybody was, um, so high on. And, you know, wait do you see this guy? Wait do you see this guy? And I'm like, well, I've been waiting for three years. I ain't seen him yet. You know? yeah. And then finally, here it is. And I see what he brought to the table in a short look last year. And, oh, boy, easy to fall in love with Alex because, uh, you know, four-plus four pitches, uh, you know, a very, very good competitor. And a guy that uh, kind of missed competing and I think uh, cherishes the moments that he's healthy now because he was on the other end of that fence for so long. So happy for Alex, um, you know, here in his first full season, aside from last year, we'll discount last year, but, you know, this year from spring training, goes out there, shows that he's healthy, and we needed someone to finish games, and why not Alex? Why not Alex? He's got the best stuff coming out of the pen. And, you know, like you said, the all-star team, everything he's done has just been fabulous, man. And so proud of him and the way he's gone about it. Mike, he still wants to start. How difficult would it be for him to get ready to start and then become a starter at the beginning of 2022? Well, that's just something that we've kind of planned on it this year. You know, earlier in the season, we was, you know, trying to get a little more innings on him, you know, using him, uh, you know, one plus and sometimes two. And I think, uh, you know, what we, we've got a number in mind that it'd be nice if he could have, you know, 90 innings, you know, that we could build up on. But, you know, the game's going to tell us when to use Alex Reyes. And I think we've kind of gone treating him more like the normal closer that the traditional closer would on a team. But uh, I think, we come into spring training and the, the idea is to start Alex. I don't see why he wouldn't just jump right into it. And I don't, I don't have any reservations about him starting. We'd have to watch his innings. That's for sure. You know, moving forward, but, uh, boy, he's a, he's a, you know, strapling young man, strong as a bull. And, um, I think he would be physically be able to withhold the innings. That's, that's for sure. He could, he could wear the innings. No problem. Mike, I always say, you know, the pitching coach can't throw the ball. The manager can't throw the ball. And at times, as you know, it's frustrating when you see the walks or the, or the hit batters. So it's easy to go out there, and I think a fan would say, well, tell the guy to throw strikes. Well, he's trying to throw strikes. Of course he's trying to, to find the strike zone. Um, how do you as a pitching coach get through to a pitcher to try to curtail that, to make sure that they're more efficient in a strike zone? 
Uh, you know, I've got my own methods with each person. You know, uh, you can't really cookie cut it. Other than all we can do is encourage guys and let them know why are you in the big leagues? You know, why are you a a major league pitcher? And the answer is because, you know, you are one of the best in the world. That's why. For sure. That is why. You are the best in the world. And if you're one of the best in the world, why not? Why not get after that guy? Of course, he's one of the best in the world as well. But, you know, the numbers are always on our side. Um, hitting a ball is very, very tough. And it's – it's uh, it's a battle within itself. You know, a lot of times it's a, uh, it's a mental challenge for yourself. And, you know, everybody has a, a fear of failure. That's part of the game. That's what we do. I mean, that's, everybody has it, everything on the field from the pitcher, you know, is to the catcher. Am I calling the right pitch to the umpire? Am I going to get this call right, you know, to the hitter, you know, what am I going to do? So you got to throw all that stuff aside. And I think that's part of a, uh, youth and I think it's part of growing and it's not uncommon for guys to go through these spurts it's just uh when you compile them all up at the same time with uh, a lot of youth on the same staff um it gets a little crazy at times but um I I think that it's a mental approach and that's what we got to keep harning working and honing is our mental approach Mike, b- before you joined us, I mentioned to Dan that after Wayno, the the number of starts that you've got, the second most from KK, third most from Carlos Martinez, fourth most from Gant, fifth most from Oviedo, and then Jack Flaherty is sixth. Is this as challenging a year as you've had trying to piece things together for a pitching staff and specifically for a starting rotation? It's been a, a little challenge. Um, I will say this, though, nothing compares to – 2020 uh, that's for sure but uh you know that was 60 games you know so you're trying to patch stuff up for actually we ended up playing 58 plus the playoffs but um going into a full season um this year has had its challenges with uh injuries that's for sure but every team has them and it's no excuses no team feels you know sorry for you you know everybody goes through them but it yeah it's been a challenge and We've had to get some guys out there that, uh, you know, have a lot of promise. Um, we just got to get better at helping them, really, and I'll wear that one. But uh, it has been a challenge. You can say that. and We're having our challenges now, but we get Jack back tonight, uh, miles on the horizon. So uh, hopefully we get uh, – we've gotten older quicker. I know that with the, the additions that happened uh, Lester. And um, we got to get production out of them and – we got to get this ship right and have us a strong uh, final campaign here with uh, August, September, and make some noise. On the broadcast, Mike, one of the shots that I, I love that we, uh, when we have the opportunity to show, is Wayno talking to Jack Flaherty. They all have a baseball in their hands, as they always do, and they're working on grips and that kind of thing. And then I looked the other day, and there was John Lester. And he was doing it, and Jay Happ was doing it with some of the younger guys. So not only can they make an impact, and I'm curious your your point of view of this, make an impact down the stretch, hopefully between the white lines, but what do those guys bring to a pitching staff when they're not pitching and talking pitching inside that dugout during a game for your young uh, young starters or even relievers? Well, the, I love it. The, love the, the experience. I love the uh the the veteran um presence that these guys bring you know they've they've been there they've done that 
And everybody wants to, every young pitcher wants to be where they are. And that is, you know, 37, 38, 39 years old, still competing at the highest level. At least I hope that's what everybody wants. Now, these guys have done it. They've been in that, in that situation before where, you know, this is uh, how I felt when I was your age. And, you know, this is kind of the maturation process of it. And here we are, you know, uh, now, now they're the mentors and that there's, you learn so much more from your own teammate than you can anyone else. Because I think the younger guys really look up to the older guys because they're still doing it. And that's where they want to go. I think that these guys that uh, sit there and they trade grip secrets and pitch secrets and little sequencing things, that's, that's all part of the growth. And it's so healthy, especially within a, within a, uh, a team setting. So they've been a blessing. It's a short look that we've had them, you know, but um, it's been a very welcome look. And, you know, half through a really good game is last time yeah, there in Pittsburgh. And we get uh, Lester back on the bump, uh, I guess, tomorrow. Tomorrow, right. And, uh, yeah, we had a really good bullpen, made some adjustments there. So uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what these guys bring. And um, I think uh, we're going to have a pretty entertaining uh, final 50, 60 games of this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Mike, thanks for hopping on with us. Really appreciate it. Good luck in Kansas City starting tonight. And uh, just wanted to say thanks for taking some time out this morning with us. Well, you're very welcome. I appreciate it very much, guys. You got it. That's uh, Mike Maddox, the Cardinals pitching coach. Great to hear from him. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.